welcome in to a very special MMA Overdose. Joining me live is Jose the Baby Gorilla Basio. Jose, good seeing you. What's up? <laughs> and a man with a professional record of zero and zero, Hurricane Haas. Mark, how are you? Doing well, fellas. Doing well. Good. And you are truly Mike the Body Jenkins. Uh, we're coming at you. We got a lot to talk to. Talk about, boys. <laughs> we had a lot to talk to as well. We had a lot to talk about the upcoming season of The Ultimate Fighter, which I'm stoked about. Oh, definitely. Uh, we'll break that down. Obviously, uh, Tough 19 coming at you. Big one. UFC 103. We got a lot of events this week to break down. Uh, there were some fights last weekend, too, I want to talk about. So kind of some strange things happened in those in a, in a promotion called Shark Fight. <laughs> What a great name, Shark Fight. (laughs) (laughs) It was during the Discovery Channel, that's when they came up with it. (laughs) Shark Fight Week is coming up next, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, We've also got, uh, we're going to bring back a little thing I like to call Beer versus Beer. This is going to be the MMA edition. Uh, and this one's brought to you by Brock Lesnar. And we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later, tell you why. But th- this past week, Shark Fights, and Jose, maybe you have a little bit better knowledge because you actually watched them. I just caught the round-by-round <laughs> updates. Uh, Shark Fights, Jeremy Horn, he's been on uh, our other program before. He was fighting Jason Guida. Well, actually, Jeremy Horn wasn't actually in Shark Fight. He was with a different promotion. Um, you're thinking about the other fight. But yes, Jeremy Horn fought Clay Guida. Great fight, by the way. It was actually in Shark Fight. Uh, <laughs> and it was actually Jason Guida. <laughs> speaking of speaking of corrections, last week I wasn't at the show, but I, I went ahead and listened to it. I was like, okay. And Jose, you mentioned a few things during this, this episode. I just wanted to correct. You said Kimbo was a pro boxer? I thought he was a pro boxer. I really thought he was. Because uh, of his high-quality YouTube videos? <laughs> what made you think he was a pro boxer? Uh, he looked. He just looked built. And Mark was, like, with me the whole time. So Mark was I, with you, but he wasn't with you. You know, I was here, but uh, I just... Yeah, I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. I, I, I should have caught it. Um, but, you know, if he was a professional boxer, I, I missed that too. So <laughs> I think we all missed it if he was. So I just wanted to make that correction for people out there that maybe got into an argument over it. No, Kimball's a pro Pissing boxer. I heard, it. I heard it. Yeah, the premiere episode. But anyway, then the, another thing you said, uh, Brett Rogers was a was with M1. Both of you, actually, said this one. <laughs> Well, the thing was, he, okay, because Fedor versus Brent Rogers, something, okay, so he was actually with M1, right? I didn't actually know he was Strike Force, so that was just a little bit of a miscommunication with uh, Wikipedia that I had. <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm. that's what actually happened, and I do apologize for that for any listeners who uh, were probably like bragging with their friends, hey, check it out, Brent Rogers. He's with M1. Hmm. I have MMA knowledge thanks to the baby gorilla. So, well, that's your first problem. <laughs> You're getting your knowledge from Jose. So anyway, I just wanted to clear those up. Brett Rogers is uh, is obviously with Strike Force. He knocked out Andre Arlovski in like what nine, ten seconds, something like that. Yeah. So that earned him a spot to fight Fedor, which should be interesting. I it- think. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll break that fight down at a later time. I think that's just a ridiculous kind of, I don't know. Maybe he'll do it. I mean, nobody gave him a chance against Andre. So. Not true. So yeah. we'll see. But anyway, back to Jeremy Horn, Jason Guida. Uh, Jose, did you actually see this one or you just saw the other one? 
No, I actually, uh, actually, no, I saw the other one, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this one because it wasn't a shark fight. It's but... a historic fight for Jeremy Horn. It marks his 106th. Oh, yeah, 106. That's like five guys record put together. <laughs> Just Jeremy Horn. 106 career fight. Uh, it's his second straight win since being dropped by the UFC, so they may come a knocking again. For Jeremy Horn, this has got to be what his fiftieth time exiting and then coming back to the UFC, and going <laughs> oh, yeah. back in. It's a great thing though. Jeremy Horn doesn't care where he fights. All he no. wants to do is fight. Yeah, the guy's a fighter. Obviously, taking on Jason Guida, <laughs> <laughs> suffered his fifth straight loss. Yeah, um, yeah. But he just loves to fight. He doesn't care who. So, well, I don't know about the about Guida though. As being okay, it's it's nothing to brag about. A guy who lost his fifth uh, fight. So, I mean. I mean, that's no, great. For... straight. He's lost, I think, more than he's won, if I'm correct. I think so. Actually, I'll, I'll have to actually take a look at that. But, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad for the Guida clan. I mean, Clay's such an awesome fighter. <laughs> he's got but... a clan now? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a clan. I like to call it the clan. But, I mean, it's like you got yourself your fifth loss in straight in a row. And, I don't know. It's nothing to brag about. So <laughs> That was a long explanation. <laughs> but another fight that's near and dear to the, to uh, to us, uh, a pioneer in MMA, if you will, Don the Predator Frystash was fighting Dave Pee Wee Herman. Now this is a fight he was supposed to fight uh, King Molal, which would have been a very intriguing matchup. Both guys like to go out there and bang. Uh, Don Fry pulled out of the fight because he said he didn't like M1. He didn't like the way he, he was getting treated with M1. Well, it's like, first they promised him California, and then they moved it all the way to Kansas, yeah. and to Germany, and then to Australia. <laughs> it was like and, a Southwest flight. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's familiar with that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but yeah, so he dropped out, ends up fighting Dave Pee Wee Herman, and Herman's no slouch. The guy's coming up. He's had some good fights. Well, Don Fry is pretty much the name he's fought, but he's he's looked impressive. <laughs> but the Fry stash was not victorious. So as they break down this fight, I did not personally see it. <laughs> well, Mike, well, Mike. Don lost the fight via TKO in 60 seconds in the first round. Uh, of course, this is his third loss within the past four fights. And this makes Herman his 15th victory in his MMA career. My question would be, can this solidify him as a tough contender in the heavyweight bracket? A tough contender? Like be on the show? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, sure. As of a spot, maybe as one of the best heavyweights out there. No. No? As much as I love Don Fry, no. I don't know. Mark, what do you about him? No. no, I mean, his, his biggest fight is against Don Fry. Don Fry, I got to agree with Mike. As much as we love him, he's uh, he's on his way out. Yeah, he's not what he's... he used to be. The man won UFC uh, the bracket back when they were doing the bracket. He won UFC eight, uh, 11 and a half, which was the ultimate ultimate. They put the champions of each one uh, against each other. He ended up winning that against Tank Abbott, which was a great fight. He got his ass kicked the entire fight, <laughs> <laughs> and then Tank gassed out. Tank Tank tanked. Oh. <laughs> Oh, but man. still, I mean, still a fun fight, but no, absolutely not. I don't think it solidifies him at all in any way. I well, mean, Don Fry, that is a big name. It's a good win on your record, but, you know, Don's just out there to drink beer. <laughs> pretty much. He's in it for the after party. Oh. He's like Chuck Liddell. <laughs> He's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to uh, co-promote with, uh, <laughs> Can you imagine Don Fry and Dancing with the Stars all drunk and shit? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jose just broke his beer bottle. <laughs> now, one thing I, I haven't got too much into this, but it's been a lot of a lot of stuff has been happening lately, especially. We got to talk about. Well, we'll talk about that with Tough. Let's actually talk about that then, real quick, because that'll lead us into into what I have here. Uh, Tough ten. What do you guys think about it? The heavyweights: Kimbo Slice, uh, Roy Big Country Nelson, the last heavyweight champion of IFL. Uh, four pro NFL players. I mean, what do you guys think about this season? I am pumped. I mean, you just see the pr- promos for this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it looks yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I had to go out and get the DVR for this one. Oh, I'm so not missing I. one episode on this one. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jose and I touched on it a little bit last week. Jose's thinking that um, Kimbo might be able to take it. What do you think, Mike? I, uh... You know, I, I've seen a couple of the previews. One of the previews they showed for a split second is all. But Kimbo was grounded and pounded someone. He looked pretty good. The guy was just had both arms flaring up in the air, <laughs> grounded and pounded. So I know he, he's got to at least win one fight. So he's got to win that one. Right. But will that be enough to get him into the finals? I think it might be. But he's everybody's going to be gunning for him, though, is the problem. I think Kimbo's going to have to fight more than anybody has. Everybody's going to be calling him out. Yeah, that's definitely true. Everybody's going to be getting Kimbo just because of his YouTube fame. And uh, you know what? I I, I, I got to give it up for Kimbo. At least he took the challenge. He took, what, uh, he took all of that shit from Dana White. And he said, you know what, I'm going to try out for it. And from what what Mark and I discussed about this last week as well is that he's a great cook. So I don't think they're going to try to beat him up or they're not going to try to hate him as much as, as before. But then again, you can look at it like this. Why is he such a good cook? Why aren't they talking about his fighting? Because he probably got out in the first fight. <laughs> so all he can do is cook now. Well, rumor has it, though, that he did actually get out in the first fight. Well, I've heard a lot of things. I've heard he gets actually booted. Because he gets in a fight with someone, someone beats him and then starts taunting him after. Uh, so he gets booted from the house. I've heard all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I don't know. Mark, what's your what's your take on this? Because the speculation is going to be running wild, especially after the first episode Wednesday night. I cannot wait for this thing. <laughs> well, here's my first question. Do Are they doing the elimination bouts like they did? No. Um, they're not doing that. No. Yeah, these guys are in. 16th, they're, they're in. Okay. I think it's because they didn't want to risk losing Kimbo and the NFL yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> like they did last time. Lost a couple <laughs> good fighters with yeah. some, some sucker punches. But um, I don't think Kimbo's going to make it to the finals. I do think you're going to see him fight in the UFC, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dana oh, yeah. just wanted to stick to his word. Yeah, I'll put him in the UFC, and then I'll draw millions, and I'll put him on oh, every yeah. card that he can get. We're going to make money. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't, see him, I don't see him winning. I mean, he got taken down by Ray Mercer. Yeah. Ray a boxer. Now you're fighting some NFL guys that uh, did that yeah. for a living. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kimbo. And now, have you seen the preview? These guys, uh, as much as I hate to quote Rashad Evans, uh, that you can see the first five minutes on UFC.com, is Rashad just says, these guys started coming in, and the next guy was bigger than the next. And it's true. Each one grew like another hundred pounds. It looked like <laughs> there was okay, but uh, there was a guy that that was about the size of Shaq, though. It was like he was yeah. so freaking tall. Player. Yeah. Holy crap! It'll be interesting. A lot of a, a couple of UFC guys, guys that were in the UFC that were kicked out are coming back. Wes Shivers coming back. I don't know. It'll Good be kid. interesting. Good kid. It'll be interesting. So, which leads me to my next thing because Rampage and Rashad are not going to be fighting at the end of the season anymore. Oh, why, 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 what would happen? Because Rashad, or not Rashad, excuse me, Rampage is taking a movie role in the A-Team. That's, so, that's Dana White, awesome. yeah. I think that's great. It's what? like Rampage in a movie? 
I already see two of his movies. So wait a minute. He's playing Mr. T's part. He's playing Mr. T's part in the A team. So they're going to actually postpone this fight. Now, that's fine, but we have all this buildup. And if you've seen any of the previews, they just go out head to head. These two hate each other, Rashad and right. Rampage. They're going head to head. And now they're not even going to fight at the end of the season. All season long, all they've had to do apparently is just break these two up from fighting. Well, here's the thing though. Take uh, I'm going to bring you guys back into TUF history. Matt Sarah, Matt Hughes. That fight didn't even happen until maybe two years after. And it lost the luster. And, and it was I, a horrible I, fight. I, yeah. Now, Rampage <laughs> and Rashad, they were supposed to be fight before this. Yeah. And then that never happened either. Right. So now we're now we're round two of it not happening. It, you know, it's, but all this yeah, all this tension's building up and, and we get no reward at the end of the season. Yeah. You know? As long as as long as Dana has a fight within the first six months of the next year, I think it, it it's would, it's it still going to lose the luster. People are going to forget. There's going to be the season eleven coming out. I'm sure uh, it's going to lose a lot of luster. And yeah, that uh, Matt Hughes Matt Sarah fight that had the potential to be a great fight, and look what happened to it. Mm. You know, the rivalry was supposedly still there, but it ended up being a horrible fight. Well, that one took about what two years before they actually even fought. Yeah, and I'm a little concerned about this movie. I mean. What well, happened yeah. to Mr. T? <laughs> it's not the yeah, without Mr. T, yeah, he's got nothing going for him. He's I mean, come working on. at Seven <laughs> Eleven. You know he's not booked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got nothing, and that brings me to another thing. All these guys jumping from MMA to movies. I mean, I, I personally haven't seen any of them. I know Jose, you're a huge MMA movie buff. You love this. Oh, stuff. definitely. I do a couple of. Uh, well, I just did so far one review of a of a movie that had all of our favorite. <laughs> freaking... I do a, I do movie reviews. Well, one. <laughs> <laughs> well, one so far, but I'm working on my second one, Confessions of a Pit Fighter. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like these MMA fighters in these movies. Uh, some of them just need to stick. Like George St. Pierre, stick to fighting. B.J. Penn, stick to fighting. Anderson Silva, who had a role, who had. A, I don't even know if you can call it a line. Does wiggling your fingers count as a line in the movie? Well, he had one freaking scene. Stick to freaking fighting. There's some people that should. Quentin Rampage Jackson, in my opinion, he has a great personality, and he could uh, he can make it big, you know? And plus... He uh, already is big. He's making yeah. a ton of money. Well, it's like he could bring a lot more people into MMA. They watch the movie, they're like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, wait a minute, I gotta check him out. What? This guy's fighting? Mr. T is fighting? That's what they're gonna think, because he's gonna be playing Mr. T's part. He's gonna be fighting. Booms. Put that on your mama's face. No, do the fight after a shot. Give the fans what they need, yeah. and that's that fight at the end of the season. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. But you know what? Your boy Couture is uh, is going to be in an upcoming Stallone movie. He is. Uh, I don't really know much about it, but I did hear this. You guys hear this? Randy Couture's dropping back down to two hundred five to take on Brandon Vera oh. at UFC one hundred five in Manchester, England, and this is going to be free on Spike, by the way. So is this? Does this have any title implications then? I doubt it. Randy Couture. Oh, I don't know. If Vera wins, that's got to boost him up into uh, into definite title contention at 205. He just came off a, a lackluster fight, I thought, against Zinsky. I expected a lot more than that. Well, 205 uh, is becoming a really weak division now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, heavyweight is looking... Heavyweight's looking really packed. never been good in the UFC. They've had one no. or two guys... Like like I was reading earlier, Arlovsky and Tim Sylvia has been pretty much the biggest rivalry in heavyweight. I mean, you can argue uh, Frank Mir, Brock Lesnar now, but I don't know. Randy Couture moving back down to 205. I said it last time uh, at, at the last one. I mean, Nagira just looked too big for him, and same with, me, with Lesnar. 
Yeah, but now he's going to be fighting his little brother, Antonio Nogueira. So. No, he's fighting. I know, but it's like, but Antonio Nogueira. Antonio is also like his twin brother. is also in the lightweight division. No, I mean light heavyweight division. So, and he's coming. Uh, he's coming I don't on see where this matchup came from. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, don't I understand where this nowhere. came from. You've got Randy Couture. I mean, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to pump up Vera? Are they trying to get Randy Couture a victory? Um, That's what I can't decide. I can't decide if they're throwing Randy just a can that he can destroy or if they're trying to boost up Vera. I mean, he's main event. I don't think Vera's main event material, but then again, it's a free one. But then again, they're throwing Randy Couture on it. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. It's kind of sad to see, honestly. It I'm really not, is. It, 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 you know, Couture's been so great for so long, yeah. and now he's he's playing on free TV against exactly. somebody who, who looks good. Vera's looked really good lately. When he dropped right. down, you know, he's he's been excellent, but... Uh, this could catapult Vera. And... and yeah. it, well, if yeah, if he pulls it off, or even if he looks good, I think it'll help him out a lot. And then the the co-main event, Dennis King and Michael Bisbing. That's obvious because they're in England. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one. This one interests me actually quite a bit more than the the Bisbing fight is uh, Matt Brown taking on James Wilkes, the winner uh, for England, obviously in the last season of Tough. Mm. He beat Demarcus Johnson. I think that's I think that's going to be a great fight. Matt Brown looked very impressive. Was it camp when he fought, where he knocked him out like twenty times in the fight and the ref wouldn't stop? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my Martin gosh, camp, that yeah. was brutal. <laughs> that was a brutal one. Then UFC Fight Night nineteen coming up. Hey, let's do a little thing: beer versus beer, and then we'll break down uh, Fight Night and then UFC one hundred three. So right. beer versus beer. This one's brought to you by Brock Lesnar. Jose, hand us the beers. What we do is we judge beers. The beers go head-to-head, and then we judge them on a 10-9 scoring system. Three rounds of action-packed goodness. So, okay, the beers are being passed out here. All right. So here's what we do. We take a drink. We talk about what we're drinking. Then we tell you what the best beer, the best bang for your buck is on these beers. Okay, they're all open. You can probably hear them being opened right about now. Okay, so who wants to start things off here? Let's go with beer number one. Jose, go ahead and start us off. All right, here it goes. He's taking a drink of beer number one. Oh, ooh, a, t- a strong punch to the mouth. Mm, okay. It's kind of like Coca-Cola in a way. It kind of fizzes in your mouth. But it's uh, it's pretty good. It's not that bad. Wait, let me take another little sip. I like to do the, the little slip slip because it kind of creates that foam in your mouth. But... It has a pretty uh, pretty okay aftertaste. Okay, now mark your uh, judge's scorecard for one. We're judging it on a 10-9 system. 10-9 or, <laughs> or less. Has to be 10-9 or less. 9 or less being if it's a horrible beer. If it's a horrible beer, you can score it an 8 if you want. So Jose scored beer number one. Mark, you got beer number one scored? I've got beer number one ready. Three rounds of action-packed beer versus beer challenge. <laughs> That's good beer. Was that? Did we have those refrigerated, Jose? <laughs> they might have been hours ago. Okay. Okay, you got beer number one. I've got beer number one. Okay, round one almost in the books. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go beer one. Here we go. All Smooth, right. refreshing. Okay, that's pretty good. Oh, he's taking another sip. And Mark is taking another sip of his, mm. too. And he already okay. did his judging. I'm just thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do, okay. 
Round one almost in the books. We're halfway through round one. All right, everybody take a drink of beer number two here. You guys go for it. And they're taking a sip. A dirty sip is what I like to call that one. A loud one. Beer number two in the books. Mark had a, an, a somewhat different look on his face. Was that one in the fridge too? Yes, everything okay. was in the okay. fridge. I'm just making sure. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a drink of beer number two. Okay. It's a little flatter than beer number one. It's got kind of a zing to it. Yeah, it's very zesty for some odd reason. Okay. Round one in the books. You know what? This just in. Breaking MMA overdose news. Beer number one has just TKO'd beer number two. <laughs> TKO ref stoppage. Beer number one wins in my book. Round number two for you guys. <laughs> All right. So we're taking another taste right now. Okay, there it goes. Uh, where the hell's my beer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Shugability. See how it actually tastes. Shugability. There you go. Well, you haven't even opened beer number two. <laughs> That's why. Okay. <laughs> so, beer number two going at you. Ooh. That was pretty good. Chugability rocks. Chugability rock. Okay, this is going to the judge's scorecard and Jose's looking like. Okay, beer number. What do we got? Are you with round two? Mark on route. Round two. Round two. Beer number one. Check beer number one. There he goes. Oh, kind of a squinch in his face again on beer number one. Not again. It was beer number two. Okay. Beer number two in the books. I think it's in. This in? Triangle chokehold. Beer number one. Triangle <laughs> chokehold. Beer number one has won. Squeezes the taste right out of beer number two. <laughs> I think I think beer number one took it. Maybe we should have drank beer number one first. Beer number, okay. Jose's is going to the third round. All right, I'm going to go with sipability now. <laughs> Let's go with sipability this round. No, he hasn't even finished round two yet. We've got a minute left in round two for Jose's beer number two. Oh, yeah, there it goes. There it is. Uh-oh. He about lost it. He's regaining his composure. Look at around. He's trying to figure actually, out where he Chug is. Actually, Chugability's... Uh, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually go with the freaking submission. I'm going to go with the Amablata on this one. Oh, my. So round one TKO in my book, and then round two via submission for Jose and Mark. Let's go ahead and find out. Now, this is brought to you by Brock Lesnar. Let's see what beers these are. <laughs> Beer number one. Da, 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 da. Go ahead and take that wrapper off that. Let's see what that is, Mark. Beer number one is a Bud Light. Mm. So that's our winner via unanimous decision on the three of us. And who was beer number two? Go ahead and reveal that for us. Why, Coors Light. Oh. Mmm. Mm. Brought to you by Brock Lesnar. Now, Zay, this has been a hot topic. Kind of drop. And Bud Light obviously won for us. And there's a reason. It's the king of beers. Okay. Yeah, true. For one. Second of all, it is the promoter of the greatest sport in the world, UFC. Jose, now, I know you were kind of getting fired up about this earlier when we were talking about it. The Brock Lesnar situation when he did that. Was he wrong for it? Was he right? 
I think it was entertaining. I kind of liked it. It's like the whole thing. It's like I'm going to take that horseshoe out of Frank Mir's ass and beat him over the head with it. Um, in my opinion, though, it's. I mean, there's some things that he could have changed, though, because I know he's trying to go into the whole acting. But uh, maybe he could have said, like, I will taketh thy horseshoe out of Frank Mir's arse and beat him over thy head with it. Is he applying for a leprechaun role or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter world? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. He's yeah, gonna... it kind of kind of just dropped. Like it, it was a hot topic for a few days, even on all these big shows, but it never ended up happening. Of it, Fight Night nineteen. Let's go ahead and get a few predictions. We're running out of time here. Uh, headlining. Actually, let's do this one. Carlos Condit versus Jake Ellenberger. This is going to be live on Spike Wednesday night. Uh, I'm going to go with Carlos Condit, and I'll explain why. Because his first name is Carlos, and he's Latino. He's actually white. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with uh, Carlos Condit as well. It has nothing to do with his name. But, uh, and then, he was good in, in WEC, and um, some of those WEC guys have done really well. So yeah. I think he's going to ride that wave. Yeah, he has. He uh, he lost his first one in the in the UFC. It was a hard-fought battle, but I think he's going to rebound. I got, I got Carlos on this one, too. Uh Nothing to do with the name is either. Uh, <laughs> Jose, I know this one's near and dear to your heart. Jose's got quite the man crush on Roger Huerta. He'll be taking on the undefeated Gray Maynard. Roger Huerta. Now it's going to be by decision, though. But uh, it's like, and I'm thinking back to his fight with Camflow uh, on this, just because he was kind of backing up. He wasn't really attacking, but uh, it was gonna... his last fight. He thought he was on his way out. I think he took Flow lightly, and I. Well, I think, I don't know, be, he got that, too cocky. Well, that could be the situ- situations, but I'm going to go with Roger Cuerta just because, well, like Mike said, I have a man crush. Because <laughs> I'm straight, by the way. You know, Gray Maynard, he's undefeated. I haven't been impressed with him no. very much at all. No. He's 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 a typical wrestler that'll take you down and, and kind of lay on you. So um, I'm going to say Gray Maynard's going to win this one by decision, though. I don't think Cuerta, you know, he's been out for a little while, and I don't think he's going to be able to stop the takedown, so... Uh, he might have the Amir syndrome. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I like, uh, I, I respect your decision on that. And I, I thought the same thing. I don't know if it's going to go to a decision. Uh, I'm kind of thinking it will because, like you said, where it has been out for a while. Maynard, not too impressive, but I think I think there's going to be a breakout fight for one of the two. Uh, Huerta hasn't had a good fight since Guida. Um which is one of the best fights I've seen. Oh, great fights! Oh, yeah. Just a phenomenal fight. But I think uh, I think I think Huerta will come out, and uh, it'll be a hard-fought battle. I think Huerta may uh, may knock him out. He hasn't had too Ooh. many knockouts in his fight. I think he's going to come out and try to. He it's only bold. has a, he only has a one-fight deal. He kind of left UFC thinking he was going to go get more money in affliction, do acting thing, and mm-hmm. realized went out there nobody wanted him and. So There's I think the he's anime got anime goes Hollywood. Uh, I think he's got a true Hollywood story. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not that great. Yeah, I think he's gonna come out and uh, I think he's gonna come out and and and, and impress. I ho- I'm hoping anyway. And then the main event, this card not the greatest, but it's a free one. I'll take it. And uh, of course we're gonna watch it leading up to yeah, the of premiere of Tough Ten. But uh, Nate D has taken on the young assassin Melvin Gillard for his 49th comeback. He's almost at the Jeremy Horn level. You know how many though, times he's been kicked out. I like Melvin. I really do. I want to see this guy succeed. He comes. He brings it. He fights. I mean, he goes out there and fights, except for he doesn't know how to stop submissions. But <laughs> other than that, um, I like how he fights, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Nate Diaz tying him up and choking him out. 
If you know, you're absolutely right, Mark. Uh, Gallardi comes out to fight, but no, unfortunately, everybody knows his game plan. Everybody knows he's going to come out and throw some fists, throw some bombs, try to knock you out. And I, I think you're absolutely right. Nate Diaz by a very quick submission. And I'm going to go also with Nate Diaz. And the reason being is because he has such a great personality. I met him over there at the UFC Expo, and he was a really cool guy. So, If I recall, <laughs> you said that was one of the most uncomfortable autograph sessions you went to. <laughs> well, yeah, but then after that, it was still pretty cool, though. It's a memorable one. Yeah, All right. But. All right. So unanimously, Nate Diaz. I think. Uh, I think Gallard's only chance is is knockout quick. Otherwise, Diaz is just going to pick him apart. He's too good for him. Um, and then we got UFC 103 this weekend. This one. What do you guys think about this? I think this should be a free one on Spike. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. I mean, kind of the cards just kind of lacking uh, some key fights. Uh, Hermes Franca, Tyson Griffin. Uh, Franco always comes out to fight. Uh, he's kind of dropped off since that title fight where he tested positive for steroids. Griffin always always kind of brings it, but he doesn't have real that knockout power. Um, well, he's about 3 4 4. Of course he doesn't have <laughs> knockout power. Yeah, and is he black? Is he white? Oh, God, I don't even. He's dude, in between. I think he's, I don't like, he's Latino. He's Latino. He's like about the size of a Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the pictures on MMA uh, on our MySpace scene. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, MySpace.com forward slash MMA Overdose, you see that Tyson Griffin comes about to my knee. Yeah. So. I don't, he's, I don't know. This this card just doesn't scream pay-per-view for me. Spike, I'd be pumped up for. Josh Koscheck, Frank Trigg, welcoming Frank Trigg back into the octagon. Trigg's looked impressive. He's won his past seven fights, being outside the UFC, granted. And Koscheck coming off a tough knockout. How do you see this one playing out? I'm excited to see Twinkle Toes back. <laughs> Twinkle Toes. Twinkle I mean, Toes. His last fight, he blew a kiss to Hughes, and Hughes just smacked him into next Tuesday. Yeah, he did. Um, but I'm, I'm going for Koscheck on this one. I think that Koscheck usually does pretty well off of defeats. And um, Trigg, you know, he's getting old. He has looked very, very good. Uh, but let's go with Koscheck. Cost check on that one, okay? I'm also going to go with Koshnik. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> oh, well, that's my little pet name for him, Koshnik, but, but his real name is Josh Koshnik. Uh, but I'm also going to go with Josh Koshnik. Like Mike, uh, like Mike, like Mark said, uh, he does actually come back from, from defeat, and he totally wails. And I love his hair. <laughs> you, know, you have a picture with Koscheck and he looks like a wax statue actually no that's Cain Velasquez I know so does Koscheck Koscheck looks like I don't know Koscheck was a dick but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think uh, this one's a tough one to call but I think uh, Twinkle Toes is gonna, is gonna pull this off he's hungry he's 37 he knows he has limited time to come out and, and impress people he's getting old like he said and I think he's going to come out. He's got a short... I think he's going to come out strong. I, th I got Trig. I got Trig by uh, submission. I think he's going to pull it off uh, in the second huh? or third. Well, I think gonna... he is. It's either going to be submission, ground and pound, and that kind of thing. I don't it's... see this thing playing. I think Koscheck is going to kind of... Oh, Kind of under oh, overlook him, if you will, because he's, he's getting up there in age. He, it's his debut back inside the octagon, and I think Trig's going to come out either nervous. If he comes out nervous, he's going to get knocked out. Koscheck will knock him out. If he comes out strong and pumped, I see Trig winning this thing. Is it me or does Mike always have a hard on for old fighters? Don Frank, <laughs> Randy Couture, <laughs> Frank Trig, 
<laughs> it's just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and in the co-main event, we got Junior Dos Santos coming off a huge win. He looked very good in his last fight, coming up against uh, Mirko Krokop. Krokop is still not sold me in the UFC. He uh, won El Turk. He beat El Turk in his last one, but he poked the shit out of his eye. <laughs> Can you see his eye after that fight? It was awful. And even then, he didn't look that great. Even He had him against a cage, and they looked like just little rabbit punches coming at him. Uh, Not that sold on Crow Cop. I want to. I like Crow Cop. Crow Cop of Pride is just amazing, but I'm just not sold on him. How, how's this one going? I'm going to go with Mirko on this. I think Mirko uh, is going to try to bring his A game. He's going to try to say, hey, look, I belong here, uh, and I'm going to finish him off with kicks. And I might poke him in the eye or two, but you know what? Crow Cop got the style. Mirko. Crow oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cop. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I got Go Cop. <laughs> you guys are tight. Is, is, yeah, it's my little pet name. No, I'm going, I'm going with Mirko as well. Um, I think last fight, he, he didn't look too impressive, but he did look hungry. And he went out there and was chasing um, Gargantua Boy around the, the cage. So <laughs> I'm going with Go Cop. Yeah, that guy. That guy. That, he's that he's guy. That guy. So Crow Cop's gonna gonna beat him. He's going to um, he's gonna stop him. So okay, and I see uh, I see another Gabriel Gonzaga on our hands. I think Dos Santos oh. knocks, knocks him out in a vicious way. Well, yeah. he's got a new favorite fighter. You <laughs> and I'm gonna bail out on the pizza like I did last time. You guys are <laughs> nothing. No, oh, that, I know this is surprising. This is the first time. Hello? Is this thing on? Hello, hello. Because we're live. Is it? Is uh? This is the first time I've ever seen this, Mark. Now, this is very intriguing to me. Is we have Junior Dos Santos against Mirko Krokop, a guy who sounds Latino. Jose has actually chosen against him for the first time in his career. Well, wow, can, that is true. Well, it kind of sounds like my nickname, Jesus de la Cruz. So, Junior de Santos. Yes. So now it's not your nickname. Pissed. You've been trying to get people to call you that, and no one will. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cool nickname. Jesus de la Cruz. And this one, it's it, you know this is going to be explosive as all get up. Vitor Belfort, the phenom, making his return back into the octagon. He has looked impressive as hell lately, knocking out Matt Lindlin in typical Vitor Belfort style back when he was 18, 19 years old, tearing up the UFC, going up against UFC golden boy Rich Franklin. Nothing but fireworks, but who's winning this one? Oh, God. You know what? After his performance against Vanderlei Silva, uh, Franklin's a freaking wild beast, man. He's a rabid dog. What can I tell you? <laughs> I'm going to go with Franklin on this one. I'll agree. Um, I don't think he's a wild animal, but... He's he, a school uh, teacher. He's... I don't see... Vitor Belfort's kind of wild. Um, you know, kind of like a little, a little like Vandalay and, uh, yeah. Rich did pretty good against him and I see Rich, I see Rich winning. I don't think he's going to knock him out though. I'm going to call a decision on that one. A decision, which is a good call. I can see all these scenarios playing out. I see, I see Vitor clipping him with one of those little jabs that he has that you don't even see it coming. No. You don't see it happen. I see him clipping him that Franklin get rocked. It's going to be, he's going to Anderson Silva him. Oh, God. Mm. You had to go that far, huh? I think Vitor's going to have him against... I see him typical Vitor last time we saw him in the octagon. Uppercut, get him against the cage, ground and pound, it's over. Yeah, that could happen. 
That could definitely happen. But uh, we're talking about Rich Franklin. He's white. Think about it. <laughs> I just messing around. All right. Awesome. <laughs> we were trying to make him feel as uncomfortable as possible. I hope you felt that as, as well. Vitor Belfort, Brazilian, looks Mexican. Surprising again, Jose. Yeah. You're breaking the mold here. You're becoming a real, like, analyst, almost. <laughs> you don't judge that. Well, he kind of has a tan, so I'm going for him. He wears... He has blue and red and green on his shirt. <laughs> it's like a Mexican flag. <laughs> I'm going for him. Oh, God. Sweet for the Jesus man Christ. that cries, I was born in Cuba. You sure do love the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we got this time. We'll break down the fights. We'll tell you what happened next week. UFC 103, UFC Fight Night 19. We'll see you next week for Mark Haas, Jose Fazio, on my tickets, saying, Mahalo. Good night! Knockout of the night! <laughs>